Hi again, everyone, and welcome to The Secret Sauce, a short podcast by Palantir.net that offers a quick bit of advice to help your business run a little bit better. I'm Allison Manley, an account manager here, and today's advice comes from our Director of Professional Services, Ken Rickard. He has some thoughts on why web projects succeed, how to do proper planning, and how to consider all the components of a project. A heads up, though, that he talks about a webinar he's hosting on this very topic on Wednesday, July 27th. But in reality, we moved it to Thursday, July 28th, the next day. So be sure to join our mailing list on our website or email me directly at manly at palantir.net so you can get the proper information on how to uh, attend the webinar and, and to get the link forwarded your way. All right, on to Ken. Hi, I'm Ken Rickard. I'm the Director of Professional Services here at Palantir.net. And on the 27th of July, I'll be doing a webinar called How Web Projects Succeed, in which we'll take a look at how you plan and then later execute uh, a project from end to end. And we'll be looking at specifically all the different components that you need to be thinking about in terms of strategy and budget uh, while you're planning to do your next project. And so what we like to do is walk through all of the necessary steps that are required in order to really get a firm grasp on the goals of the project, uh, how you're going to measure your success towards those goals, um, how you're going to articulate those goals to your internal stakeholders. Uh, we'll talk about um, how you develop personas and other uh, understandings of your audience. Um, how you use those to inform your design and, and then use those again to do some, some testing around those designs to make sure that you have good information architecture. Um, we'll talk about content. In particular, we'll talk about content audits and content strategies so that you understand um, how your, your message gets across in terms of your, your CMS architecture, but also um, workflow and, and all the other little bits and pieces that go into making a successful editorial experience. And so uh, what I think you'll find uh, for people who don't do, you know, uh, who aren't in a web firm like ours, who, you know, do dozens of projects in a year, you'll find there are lots of little nuances and details that if you're not planning for them, they will catch you by surprise. Um, and if you're not prepared for those surprises, you're going to have a, a difficult time adjusting as the project moves on. So it's, it's a fairly informal talk. Um, but we do sort of drill into here are the things that we know are going to happen. Here's what we uh, advise our best practices. And here's how you ought to be budgeting for things. So uh, a good example would be if you're not budgeting for um, quality assurance testing, what are you going to be missing out on? If you're not budgeting for long-term support, and you know, be fast, it, it's sort of fascinating the number of people we run into who have a project budget for getting a new site designed but then have no budget for a year two or a year three, thinking that, well, once we do this, it'll be done. And that's just not the way the web works. I mean, we've all been doing this, I think, for a very long time and, and understand that the web is a dynamic medium and the thing that you just finished isn't complete, right? There are just waypoints along the road of sort of ongoing you know, marketing and development and things like that. So you're always in a position to want to make changes. You're always in a position to have to publish new things. And in order to do that, you need to have a long-term maintenance strategy. It's, it's interesting. I was talking to a client recently, and we had a very, very you know, long conversation about how we could help them 
on their project. And it was interesting to me because I think they were looking for a technical answer. They were expecting me to give them a technical answer. I said, the three biggest things we can figure out for you right now are, what's your editorial workflow? Because you've got 300 people stretched across 10 different departments who right now, you know, pass around Word documents in email, and then they go into the CMS, and then they go online. So that's number one. Number two is what's your governance plan going to be? Um, and your governance plan is something that, you know, again, people often overlook, and that's about who can make what edits to content on the web, who has to approve it before it goes live, when does it expire, things like that. And your governance plan along with your workflow, really dictate a lot of the architecture to how the CMS has to be built. Um, in some cases, it dictates which CMS you need to use, because some do things in one way and some in another. Um, and then the third thing we talked about, um, and again, I think they were expecting me to say, oh, here's some technical expertise. And the third question was, what's your maintenance capacity? Because again, this was going to be a, this is going to be a very large project for a number of different departments stretched across a number of different um, agencies, and they have a staff of six people. And so we could architect the, the greatest solution in the world, but if they can't maintain it, then it's not going to be a successful project. And so uh, we use those kinds of metrics when we're talking about success. Right? What does it actually mean two years on, three years on, after the initial project is done? How are you going to support it? How are you going to interact with it? How are you going to make changes as you go? Um, those things are critically important. I mean, we've done very, very successful projects where the budget constraint meant we couldn't do the architecture that was recommended, right? And so we had to go with alternative methods in order to keep the budget under control. And we've done projects where we'd like to do a certain architecture, but they only have a staff of two, and the staff of two can only maintain certain things. And so if you understand going in all the different things that have to happen on a project, which is, again, what we're going to be covering, these kinds of questions become much clearer and much easier to answer. And that's something that I think we really enjoy as a company. I think I'm not the only one. I think everyone at Palantir really likes digging in and doing that kind of collaborative problem solving. And so that is... Uh, easier to do, again, when everyone knows, okay, these are the puzzle pieces, right? This is what we're trying to fit into a successful project. And I would sort of leave with this one thought, which is the, the big question I always like to ask people when we're kicking off a project, and you can you know, think about going into this kind of session, is you know, six months after your project is done and the new site is launched, what will you consider success to be? Typically, we find people who are focused on one or two aspects of the project, and they might not be the right one. You know, sometimes people are fixated on budget. Sometimes people are fixated on hitting a deadline. And that's generally not enough because the things that are driving those budgets and deadlines generally have you know, business goals attached to them. And so you have to know, well, really, we're driving to get this project done by the end of November so that we can hit the big conference that we're throwing, and then we're hoping to increase our membership you know, 20% in the three months after that conference. That's the kind of thing that you need to come into a web project being able to articulate because that's what's going to drive the design and the development of the project. Um, and so understanding that when you're hiring a firm to do an end-to-end -end project like that, you're not just hiring, as we say in my house, you're not just hiring us to lift the couch and put it where you want it. 
right? You're hiring us to do the interior decoration, the interior design as well. And to do that, we have to know what kind of, you know, what kind of living space do you want? What kind of you know, tasks are you trying to accomplish? What kind of business goals are you trying to accomplish? So like I said, that's a whole lot to swallow, but um, I think we can actually do it. And it's a 45-minute session. It's free to attend. And you can go ahead and sign up, and we'll be happy to see you on the 27th. Ah, but remember, it's been moved to Thursday the 28th, and that's the end of this week's Secret Sauce. If you are interested in attending Ken's webinar on Thursday the 28th, please go online to palantir.net slash webinar. Hope to see you there. Have a great day.